Yep, it's a Stupidly Small Podcast, Tuesday, 15th of September, 2015. Hello, I'm Stuart. G'day, Lauren. Hello, Stuart Farrell. How are y'all? Excellent. How are you? Good. Good to be back after uh, what was uh, a great day into a thundery sort of evening. It was an interesting... It uh, was interesting, but a great... It, what, stop it! You're not allowed to talk about that. It's Look, here uh, in this part of the world, the Southern Hemisphere, we're entering our spring season. So we're all just a little bit emerging from our cave and we yeah. will get... So for those overseas that don't... Or even in our hometown yeah. that don't give a flying feather about the weather, no, yes. we apologise. Yes. Lauren. Yes. We must start off today's edition of the podcast yes. with a thank you. Must we? Well, we must. It's in the contract. Thanks, you. <coughs> no, I'm not thanking you. <laughs> yeah. We're thanking our sponsor. This Jubilee Small Podcast sponsor for this week is Spacewise Furniture, Lauren Clark. You know, now, I what? went to their website. Oh, and? I just wanted, you know. I just, is that why we couldn't contact you for about five hours that's yesterday? It. They are. They had the cops out looking for you. They are so, there is something so sleek and sexy about that sort of deal mm. like it is it is as i said to you yesterday i think it's because i don't usually get like this about like home stuff as you can see at my home it's lovely your home <laughs> it is yeah um but mm. the, that oh, oh. Yeah. you know that thing i've explained where i go even just go to ikea and i go oh, my life could be better because i see how things are kind of mm. organized and flat surfaces and there's nobody leaves piles of things and there's not one sock over there and a banana in a cupboard and stuff yeah. it, it's just like good that's banana what, in a cupboard trick. that's what these guys what they do they just look gorgeous anyway continue is furniture to you sort of a luxury <coughs> in that yes. uh, you know like flying <laughs> business class you, don't, you never want to pay for it yourself but you would always hope that you you could do it oh it's just one of those things that i know if i had a you know, savings. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, I would uh, be able, uh, that would be something that I would like, quite like to do. It, it's just that the adult, the version of me that I picture mm. in the future, yeah. having her thing, her life sorted out mm-hmm. would involve nice furniture. Well, if your life goes to pot and then you end up alone and mm. so... Uh, quite often that means you might be in an apartment yeah. and you need a bit of uh, some space-saving ideas. Yeah. <laughs> Chaz, a pull-down bed. All right. I'm so excited about this. Head to spacewisefurniture.com.au. I'm going to give you some facts about pull-down beds later on. Oh. Yeah, I know. It's one of those episodes. <laughs> so thank you. They are the stupidly small podcast sponsor. That is spacewisefurniture.com.au. Bless their cotton Hey, I mentioned uh, one thing to you. and I... I was going to ask you yesterday, actually, Monday morning, and I thought it's too heavy for a Monday morning. Uh, well, so instead we talked about death and depression. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So today, so of all the fun and frivolity of yesterday, we're, right. we're going down a different path. Yes. And I heard something on the uh, uh, the old uh, noise-making thing in the in the corner. Right. Right. Yeah. And they were talking about um, women and uh, – don't bite your bottom lip. You, you're ready. <laughs> you're, going, no. you're thinking, what am I going to have to defend today? And <laughs> They're talking about women. Oh, God. No, oh, they God. weren't where they are. Oh, mm. Now I'm going to have to defend no, women. They were talking about. Yes. Now, I'm going to point out a flaw in myself. Okay. Good grief. Uh, Everybody note the date. Yeah, this 15th, will never happen again and has never happened before. They, yes. They were saying how there's more women uh, training to be pilots. Right. Right. Yeah. And I was sitting there and I actually thought, you know what, I, I think I'd be uncomfortable if I was in a plane piloted by a woman. 
You are kidding. No, I know. And I thought there is no reason. No reason for it. It's not like that. It's strengthening or a... Are you serious? Yeah, and I questioned myself, why yeah. would I feel that way? Yeah. And do you know what? what? You've probably been on many flights flown by women. Well, it's, no, apparently it's not that common. And that is astonishing, really. Yeah, and I thought I don't know, I don't know if I'd if I'd feel safe or if I'd like it or if they really? were capable. Of course, and of course, all of those thoughts are irrational and 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 are not grounded in anything but what uh, a a thing that where uh, for me maybe uh, you always see the image of a pilot being a man. That's it. So, you know? in other words, it demonstrated to you the inbuilt nature of the sexist superstructure that exists. I like the sound of that. The sexist superstructure sounds like a club <laughs> sounds in Spain, hot, doesn't yeah. it? <laughs> um, that's interesting. Mm. That's interesting. Well, do you say Ibiza or Ibiza? Ibiza, because I can't say it. That's supposed to be the right way to I say know, it. I know, but I'm just thinking about sexist superstructure and Ibiza. <laughs> and <laughs> I hate people that say Ibiza. <laughs> you hate people who say the right word. Well, is it right? Yes. Ibiza? Yeah, yes. Ibiza sounds better. Okay. Um, this we need to unpack more. Well, so basically, you. what about if a woman was running the country? You didn't seem to have a problem with that. Oh, how did that turn out? Oh, my God. No, I didn't have a problem with that whatsoever. Oh, my God. Um, really? So, mm. you, so uh, you don't actually think... I still don't have a problem with women pilots. Uh, my point is, I actually thought, oh, I'm not sure if I'd feel safe pil- what a playing funny, piloted by a woman. You are an old man. No, I think I'm not because I actually noted straight away that that is such a weird thought and is not a rational thought. Do you know, we catch, you catch yourself all the time thinking... Like the other day, mm. you told a story Mm-mm. about on air okay. about a judge and a QC, mm-hmm. and I and then you said there was another woman at the table and she wasn't as high up as them, and I was like, oh, how do you know she could be the chief justice? Blah blah blah, mm. thinking you know there's your bias showing, Farrell. Just because she's a woman, she was you were thinking she was further down the thing, and then off air you said to me, you revealed that the judge who yeah. was there. Was a woman. Right. And I had just presumed in the story the judge was the man. Uh-huh. Do you see what I mean? So you're as bad as the rest of us. I, this is the point about this is the point about sexism, is that it's not it it's not it's 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 all around you. It's so so is so are various um other that's what, you know, intersectionality is about. There are all these sort of um what are they called? I suppose status things that just mm. are internal. It's that famous story about the New York Orchestra that I told you mm. where they the, the started doing the blind auditions with the curtains and all of a sudden women started getting hired because prior to that it had been 90% or but over 70% men hired for the jobs, mm-hmm. even though women were on the panel and stuff. So it's not like there's an, a, a, a women thing that comes in and mm. everyone suddenly... It gets hired because the board's a woman, but that you that a lot of sexism, like other things, is kind of this internalized institutional thing that has just been drummed into you and drummed into you and drummed into you, and it happens a lot with professions and things like, um, yeah, where you, can, where you kind of imagine that there's, yeah, that it's a man. Mm. Um, 
and that you imagine that there's some kind of authority that comes with the man and that in I mean in voiceover ask any voiceover artist you know what the women always get asked to do and what the men get asked to do and how the women ones are supposed to be friendly and soft and or they're supposed to giggly. be sexy as or mm-hmm. giggly and the men are the ones who when you really want to you know, drive home a very sincere point. You've got to get a very deep-voiced man. And that's not to do with... That's to do with the fact that society has set up all of these things so that, that you feel like that. Oh. Well, how do we uh, break those walls down, Lauren Clark? <laughs> well, I think you think about the fact that a pilot could be a woman. Well, I have thought and about you it. Go, and it's horrific. And you go, well, I there. Uh, that's my bias and, and, and I need to, you know, learn not to... Put it this way, if I, if I walked up onto the plane to head off yeah. and there was a woman sitting in the driver's seat. Are you going to defend yourself go- by saying, I'm not going to turn around and not no. get on the flight? No, that's right. I wouldn't. So I'm saying it's still, it's not anything, it's not even it's in not reality. Yeah, no, I, I know. It's just the thought. I know. You know? I know. And that's what, that's ha- happens to everybody. Versions of that happen to everybody. Would you have preferred it had I said, if there I would was a have woman turned around. That, I, I'm <laughs> not getting on this plane until she's out of there. Would you have preferred that? No, I wouldn't have. But I do think it's interesting that, you know, there's somebody in your generation, and you won't be alone, who feels like that enough that they notice themselves having the thought, right? And I think that that happens. You, you, everybody's got their biases, and you catch yourself all the time. Like, you know, white feminism is always getting accused of not incorporating um, perspectives that are, you know, from like either black feminism or, you know, feminism across the world so that there's a, like for instance, Taylor Swift mm-hmm. <laughs> and Beyonce and stuff like that. I've Those and, and Lena Dunham, those sorts mm. of celebrities, white feminist celebrities in privileged positions get accused Beyonce. all the time of well, that's right. I mean, whether how whatever you define feminism as, but they get accused all the time of not including a broader um, perspective on feminism. And if you're not, gonna is it ex- their job to do that though? Well, that's that's it's interesting because there's been a lot of pressure on um, using Lena Dunham for as an example. There's been a lot of pressure on her to um, she got you know. That, it was pointed out in after the first series of girls that there wasn't a white that everyone on it was like squeaky white and stuff and it was like oh then she's not a proper feminist and she's not mm. a proper she's she's a priv, you know privileged new york blah 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 and she said yeah i am and i'm learning and stuff but as a lot of people pointed out how come you know, Big Bang Theory and Friends and stuff doesn't have the same pressure. It, you do put pressure, extra pressure on people like that because they're standing up for their thing and that's another way that people like to cut people down who are expressing those views. Mm. Can of worms, you just wanted to tell me a story. You don't get to sing twice in a podcast. <laughs> hey, I haven't done what's in your phone yet. Well, you won't be now. So, now all I need to do is get my pilot's license oh and then you God. and I are going to have a good time. you drive a car, Lauren Clark. <laughs> oh, come on. Stupid. Now, Lauren Clark. Yep. This week, as we mentioned at the top of the show, we've mm-hmm. got a sponsor, a friend. You know, I mean, 
They're yet to become our friends. We haven't actually met these people. We, no, we haven't. But but they're our friends because they're part of the stupidly. As a starting big point, we think they're smart enough because they know about the podcast to start with. Totally, the ultimate test. By the end of the week, we're going to be folding in and out of beds and desks <laughs> and all sorts of stuff together because that's what happens. I love right? I love the fact that you're into the folding bed and that you would be you would just find it so funny if you sequestered yourself away inside the fold up bed. At my house, for instance, mm. and then I pulled it down, and you were in there, and I screamed. You, that would be your ultimate funny thing, wouldn't it? Oh, I don't know. It'd have to be in the top few. <laughs> but can I just say, though, Lauren Clark, yes, please. that uh, contrary to opinion, based on footage, <laughs> I'm reading this directly because this is from a, what though? <laughs> from Spacewise's media. Oh, release. okay, all right, good. Yes. They had to release this to the public. <laughs> okay, good. Due to fear, right? They said based on footage from several. Three Stooges films, <laughs> or for that matter, The Great Muppet Caper. I love that they're yeah, having to come out in defence of they this. Are, yeah. There is no chance of the bed folding, folding up, up in you. the middle of the night and trapping you inside. <laughs> that is a guarantee that Spacewise Furniture make to you. I like them. Do they really? Yes. That That's is, gorgeous. That is a point. Now, we've been talking a lot about fold-up beds, right. but they do a whole heap of stuff. But I don't want to just blow all the good stuff in the first two days of the podcast. No. Right? Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> blow all the good stuff. Not yet. Yeah. <laughs> but so I'm going to head that studio desks a bit later on in the week. Perhaps even uh, a couple of other things. But yeah. rather than talk hard furniture, yes. I just want to give you a little uh, fact. Yes. Right? Also do. from their uh, press release. And, you know, this, this podcast, sure. Yeah. We make a lot of money through our sponsors. Oh, uh, we loads. drive Porsches. Loads. So and much. Uh, in fact, I'm really getting used to sitting in a room made of gold. I know, so, and it's a nice view out those floor-to-ceiling windows of yeah. the city below and Watching the Watching the ants stand the, there, the yeah. poor people. Yeah, that's right? it, yeah. But we're not all about business, we're about facts. Right. All right? And uh, I want to I read directly from this. Okay. Now, the wall bed is commonly referred to, or this type of wall bed anyway, yeah. it's commonly referred to as a Murphy bed. Why? Mm-hmm. It was named after William Murphy, who painted the design in the early 1900s. Cute. William Murphy. Take this to work with your people today, right? He designed it for the most noble of reasons. What do you want to know what they are? I Trying to simultaneously woo an opera singer <laughs> and skirt the moral code of the time, which suggests it was bad form to have a lady in one's room if there was also a bed. Really? Yeah. So, oh, Bill the Murphy. The best. So, trying to, pick up an opera, mm, trying to pick up an opera singer, but that. trying to you know, maintain decorum. That is that is just gorgeous. Patents a bed where you can fold down. That guy really love wants the to, opera singer. He fold it back up, really and everyone's a winner. Wants to get with mm. that opera singer, doesn't he? Well, you'd have to think about it. Opera singer, right? Yes, they were the the doyens of the time. <laughs> <laughs> they were the doyens of the time. Uh, anyway, spacewisefurniture.com.au. They are the stupidly small podcast sponsor for this week and we love them dearly and I cannot wait to uh, <sighs> entertain an opera singer in one of those fold-down Murphy beds one day. Oh, good old Murphy. Good old Sounds Murphy. like a keeper. Billy Murphy. Let's do it. Just you can't sing it because you've already sung today. No, I can. Oh. All right, I won't. I'll do the old-fashioned. What is in your phone? Oh, yeah. This is the what is in your phone section. Now, just quickly because we've got to go. Hmm. But... Um, I found an interesting article on New Scientist. You know New Scientist, um, they they do mostly sciencey stuff, but this is kind of Really? A, I know, shut up. But this is mostly I mean but this 
is the kind of psychology side of it. It's kind of a little bit like what we were talking about earlier in the week, uh, yesterday. Was only yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but it's about the fact that you know how the refugee asylum seeker debate changed gears when a photograph was released of a little boy and it was devastating. Mm. It's about that and how that photo changed everything because of empathy. And then it talks about what empathy is mm. and, you know, that idea of empathy fatigue and why humans are hardwired for stuff like that and mm. why prior to that, you know, that the debate, the debate in inverted commas was uh, a lot less, uh, a lot more arm's lengthy and then all of a sudden it became felt personal for people. And it opens with a quote, this article, Stalin is famously supposed to have said that one death is a tragedy and a million is a statistic. Mm. And anyway, it's a really interesting article about uh, that and I'm going to put it up on the website for people to read if they want to. Stop giggling over there. I'm not – how can I be giggling after what you've just said? No, you're gi- – yeah. yeah, it's interesting now. Like, while you were talking, I was thinking about the Christmas Island boat smash where all those people were drowning. Yeah. And how that didn't really – I mean, it did to a degree. Some opinion shifted, some public opinion shifted. But it, it wasn't like, we've got to stop this yeah. cruel, you yeah. know, like we help people on the water. We don't tow them away or, yeah. you know, send them to a desert island. Yeah. Uh, it didn't really well, have well, as, see, as big an effect as one person. Well, this doesn't, this again. It wasn't even in this country. And photographs maketh the biggest difference. It was film footage of people also, clinging onto bits of wood. Smashing I know, but into it rocks. wasn't a close-up of a, like the shoes, you know, the little mm. boy's shoes, like the, the, and it goes into that this thing. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it's also interesting that now we still don't go. Oh, so the Syrians that we care about, there aren't any in Nauru. Or, no, or, well, they, uh, no, they, they actually they're not jumped in the queue though. Oh, right, I think okay. you find that uh, right. The as they were that we're taking the, the good ones. Right, okay, good. As long as, as, long as yeah, we yeah, have morals about this That's thing. Right. Yeah. Um, hey, Stu, mm. see you tomorrow. If people want to find okay. us, uh, at stu- we are at stupidlybig.com. They are too if they're finding us. Uh, you could go to Twitter and Facebook and you give us a review on the Apple iTunes shop, shop. as Stuart loves to call How it. Good they're pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Stu, yes. see you tomorrow, my see friend. Bye bye.